Welcome to the teaching ministry of Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, the senior pastor of the Fountain of Life Church. It is our prayer that the message you're about to hear will no doubt shape on your destiny in Christ. Be blessed as you listen. Revelation chapter 3. I think for the month is I think for the year. Open door. Praise the Lord. Do you know that you are responsible for the word that he has spoken to you? That is once he has given you his word. It's left for you to receive it, believe it, take it, and run with it. So the question then comes, can there be a situation where he speaks directly to you and it doesn't come to pass? Yes. It won't be because the person who spoke, that is the Lord Jesus himself, through his word, the Bible, or any way he has spoken to you. It won't be because he's powerless. It will not be because he does not keep his word. It will be because you don't take him serious. Okay. Somebody is asking. I read the Bible. I study the Bible, I confess the word, I pick promises. This same thing has persisted. Okay. You will help me let you understand that if you truly believe that he has spoken, why would I? Why bother? Just continue. If you truly believe. Because if you truly believe, you won't be making an, I mean, uh, you won't be listening to a suggestion to go elsewhere. If you truly believe that he has spoken, where else can I go? Where else can you go? Because what he says, he will do, he will do. Hallelujah. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. And to the angel of the church in Philadelphia, write. This thing says, he who is holy, he who is true, he who has the key of David. He who opens and no one shuts, and shuts and no one opens. I know your works. See, I have set before you an open door, and no one can shut it. Mm-hmm. For you have a little strength, but you have kept my word, and you have not denied my name. Indeed, I will make those of the synagogue of Satan who say they are Jews, that is, they are the believers, they are the covenant people of God, and really are not, but lie. Indeed, I will make them come and worship before your feet. And to know that I have loved you. Sometimes I struggle with that second part. He says, indeed, I will make them, he's referring to them. So by the time he makes them to come worship at your feet, he will make them know that you are the apple of his eyes. He will make them know that you are the subject of his love. So he's really, verse 9, he's talking. He starts by telling you 
what we do to them, so that them is those who are making life difficult for you. They give a front and they attack you. They give a front as though we are the end of this thing called Christianity. But they, are, they give that front, but inside they are destroying what they can destroy. They said their time is over. In the name of Jesus. He says, I will make them. He said, indeed, I will make them worship at your feet. What does, what does that mean? They will worship him bowing at your feet. You say, where has it happened before? Nebuchadnezzar prostrated before Daniel. But Daniel knew that it wasn't for him, it was for his God. Cornelius bowed before Peter. Peter knew it wasn't for him, it was for his Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory be to God in the highest. And that's the aspect that we have not been looking at so strongly, but I think I'll, I'll talk a little bit about it tonight. Not so much, maybe for two, three minutes. But let's go back to what's about to happen this month in the name of Jesus. And the rest of this year in the name of Jesus. And the rest of our lives in Jesus' name. Even allow him is not our ability. Again, even that was grace. It was by his grace that he got us to a place of at least rest enough to let him be. Oh, he proved himself. And I sense the same thing is happening tonight. In the name of Jesus. As a matter of fact, for some people, better than discovery will happen tonight. In the name of Jesus. For, for some, it's already happening. Amen. So verse 7 says, what that tells us is, is specific. Um, at the time I was looking at all the words he sent to all the churches. And one thing that made it very interesting is that, that these churches were real, real-time churches. They were real-time local assemblies. Uh, because at that time, you have a church in Philadelphia, you had a church in Ephesus, you, have a, you, had, a, you had a church in Antioch. The believers were not that many, and so the local assembly was just like one in the city at the time. They thank God for growth, that we are many in different local, localities and different, and if, in fact, we have introduced denominations. Hallelujah. Praise God. So, there were real-time churches and real-time people. And if I am to understand something better by the grace of God is that don't you ever think that your Christianity is just a facade? It is not. Or it is just a number, or you are just a number. No. He's mindful of your very, very person, and he's mindful of your very, very group, your very, very family. He's very, very mindful. And this kind of reminds one quickly. Because I looked at the different things he said to different churches. Oh my goodness, amazing. But we are concerned with our promise for this year. And he says, this thing says he who is holy, and then of course, by the time he begins to describe himself by certain values or virtues, we want to begin to understand that he's calling attention to be like him in many areas. We don't need to begin to look for scriptures that says be holy. But says, be holy as he is holy. That's that without holiness, no one will see God. Hallelujah. So um, when we begin to see that, we begin to see that he's trying to call our attention to certain uh, characteristics, his characteristics that he wants us to improve upon. I believe God. He who is true, oh yeah. Again, the same thing. I mean, let your year be on your navy name. What you can do for someone, don't promise it. 
what you can do, do. Don't withhold when you can. You know, be genuine, be real. And that's the whole thing about Christianity, making real people out of people. Praise the Lord. When the Bible says that you will know the truth, actually what he's saying is that you will know reality. Reality is just reality. You can't embellish it. Yeah. So reality we know when I'm angry. I don't need to pretend I'm not angry and I'm very, very angry and don't make them think of course in my life while I'm smiling and you think I'm smiling. No, that's not Christianity. Christianity will still be smiling but say, oh boy, why did you do this to me now? Is there? And then you can settle it straight away. That's Christianity. Christianity will expect you to forgive. That means that you will be offended. And Christianity will expect you to, to offend someone somewhere, sometime. Not because they want you to, because you are a human being, you will. And so he will tell you how to behave with that. So Christianity is real. Hallelujah. See, the closest, the neatest thing to Christianity is what happens between a husband and a wife. Everything between both of you is real and open vulnerability. And that's what happens in Christianity, between you and Jesus and you and fellow brethren. You may say, no, 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 not what you have your wife. I understand, that's in the flesh. But, it, but what happens in the spirit is much more. It's much more. And that's why the Bible will say, of husband and wife, the two of them were naked and they were not ashamed. There's nothing to be ashamed of. What you see is what you get. You see me finish any time you look at me. Bam. And if you see me finish, then what will you ridicule? There's nothing more to ridicule. You've seen everything. Everybody sees everything, so it's no news to anybody, so big deal. That's Christianity. And when I know that you're in trouble in certain areas, Christianity is that this is my covenant brother, let me see how I can assist. Because God will not set out to disgrace anybody. And we have his character. At the same time, we won't take, God will not look for opportunities to defraud somebody. No. So if you see a Christian, I'm not talking of a churchgoer. I'm not talking of the confessor of I'm born again. I'm talking of the real born again Christians. When you talk of a Christian, when you see a Christian, when you see a Christian in the place of fraud or defrauding people, it's a misnomer. Really? Yeah. Pastor, you don't know what's happening out there. Why must I be like the Christians who are not Christians? Why must it be my, my example? Except you can prove to me that what they, the life they are living is Jesus. Pastor, we see them in church. You don't know what they are doing outside. I don't know. I don't want to know. Because when I know, I will confront them. Before God and man, you will know. There's nobody in this church I don't confront when I hear things. Nobody. Nobody. I will call you. I say, oh boy, my sister, what's happening? A number of times it's not true what people are saying. And the spirit of God, of God is in me, and I will know. And I say, don't make it look like that. You are making it look like that. That's what they are saying. Or if you saw, I say, excuse me. Ah, people have weaknesses. If this is a weakness, let's deal with it. You cannot continue and think nobody will know. One day God will allow it. If you refuse to change. The God is never out to disgrace anybody. No, 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 no. This God is too, is too kind. 
Just like he will never be out to disgrace anybody. He will never want you to be in the wrong side for too long because, uh-uh. And it's the same thing. If you're in the place that God doesn't expect you to be, he will warn you and warn you and warn you and warn you. If you stay too long, one bad fly will patch you there and patch you where you don't want it. So his journey is real. Then he will hold the key of David. Yep. And it's not key, it's his key. Hallelujah. So when it opens, no man can shut. So the key opens. And the same key that opens shuts. But the thing is that the door, the, God will never shut a door of blessing. He will never open a door of evil. You say, how? Check the book of James. Check the whole Bible. Say, God does not tempt with evil. Say, how do you get into evil? He said, when, when we follow after our lost, then they mature. They create problems for us. So God does not tempt with evil. So I haven't said that. You know, God verse 8. And please hear me well. And please understand the context. The context is not reprimanding this church. It is actually commending the church. Then in his commending the church, he was showing them some things that they should avoid. He was saying that, see, this is who you see me to be, and this is who you have taken me to be. Excellent. Please do more. Strive more. Holy, genuine. When I open, no man can shut. When I shut, no man can open. You've come to take me as such. That's who I am. So I know your works. I know you. What you give me, what you don't give me. What you present to me, what you don't present to me. I know everything. But you see, what you don't call me into, I don't interfere. I respect your person, I respect your space, I respect your will. But anything you invite me into, I will make sure that you are the best there, and that thing is the best that ever existed. I promise you. But if you don't invite me, I don't interfere. I know your works. I know where you are doing your best. And I know where you just don't, you can be bothered. I know your works. I know where you are most kind to people. I know where you are the meanest of men. I know your works. I do. Pastor Taiwo doesn't see anything as far as that is concerned. Even your husband or wife doesn't know. But I know. Praise God. I just want you to understand something tonight. Because I have an assurance in the name of Jesus that something new begins with someone tonight. In the name of Jesus. And the question I want to ask is, why until the 10th month? Because that's when he has chosen. So he says, I know your works. He now says, because I know your works, see what I have done. I have uh, set before you an open door. Like I said, he was commending them. And see, he, he, he was good. He could have stopped there. I've said for you an open door, period. No, he qualified the door. 
I have set for you an open door and it's a door that no man can shut. Except it is not Jesus that opened the door. It's a covenant matter. Yeah. Where pastor it seemed to me like this door is permanently shut. I said, listen, Jesus says, I have opened. I have set before you an open door which no one can shut. Revelation chapter 3, verse 7. Good. Um, let me show you because I just said something now that is a permanent thing. I read it before, but to remind you, let me read it for you again in the book of West. We read it here before a long time ago, but just to remind you that it's a covenant thing actually. Praise the Lord. Can it West have it this way? Um, from verse 7 And to the messenger of the assembly in Philadelphia, write at once. This thing says the Holy One, he who is genuine. He who has the key of David, he who opens and no one shall shut, and he who shuts and none or no one opens, I know with absolute clearness your works. Consider this, I have given you as a permanent possession, eternal possession, that's based on covenant. I hope you understand. Uh-huh. As a permanent possession, a door which has been permanently opened, the door is opened. Uh, if you came here with the notion that certain doors can never be opened, I stand as an oracle of God in the name of Jesus. I said today, if the door has been so made not to open, I destroy it from the hinges. In the name of Jesus, because the door is open. You say, What do you mean? Because Jesus said of himself, He said, I am the door, the truth, and the life. Since no one come to God the Father except by me. So he is the door. So which door we, we, we barricade Jesus? Hear what the psalmist said out of his knowledge of this door thing that the Almighty actually is. He said, lift up your heads, O ye gates, and be lifted up ye everlasting doors. We know you doors never to have opened, never to have opened to anybody. But hear me, ye everlasting doors. Lift up your heads. This is the everlasting door. Why? The king of glory is about to pass through. It does not matter what has never happened before. I am coming on the strength of the blood of Jesus. The blood of the eternal covenant. The eternal blood of the eternal covenant. Which I operate. He says, I am coming in the name of Jesus. Oh, come on. If there are experts are shutting doors, they meet their disaster. In the name of Jesus. Amen. I feel the fire in my hand now. <laughs> yeah. He said, I know with absolute clearness. So there's no confusion. I know, hey, yeah, I know you in a... 
Husband and wife will stand naked and they will not be ashamed. What about you and Jesus? From a distance, he sees through you. <laughs> what if I live conscious of that? That's what we call holiness. Because it will affect the way I think, it will affect the way I act, it will affect the way I talk. Conscious of the fact that he is naked before me. I am totally naked. Even when I try to hide. Consider this. I have given you a permanent possession. As a permanent possession, a door which has been permanently You know where I'm going? Please switch from that place. We are one witch. One wizard, one court member, some occultic group, some this. They are, hey, you know what you are telling me? Your confidence is in their ability to shut down more than your ability, or more than in the ability of Jesus to keep open permanently what is already open. True. I'm not saying they don't exist. No. They do. To say they don't exist is to deny the devil is to deny the fact that they can do havoc. They exist. Even the Bible says it. Jesus said it. So why should I say there is no Satan? Or there is no witch? They are. But what I'm saying is the door that God has opened for you, no man. Ah. So what we are talking about now is your faith. Whose words or whose reports are you believing? It's unfortunate that most of our churches, what we have done, we have elevated the power of the devil too much. If it's not the national curse, it's some witches and some wizards who are always pursuing you. Ask the ones that have attacked me over and over in their lives now. Even the ones that sent angels into the fountain. One more. I want to not join What I said to you is that they know they came, for, they came for a kill, they met with the blood of Jesus. I'm a covenant child of God. Uh-uh. That's the message I brought for you tonight. And that's what this month required. That's what the rest of this year required. Hello? Which no one is able to close because you have but a small amount of power and you have safeguarded my word by carefully observing it and you did not deny my name. Praise the Lord. I said, praise the Lord. So I looked at this again. I said, really? Okay, fine. So the door is open. Why? Because they have small strength. It didn't say because they have... um, Hey, how did they put it now? It said, it's not because... Somebody explained it in a certain way, and I was like, man, I didn't want to look at it that way, but that's the truth. It's not because you have strength, and your strength doesn't measure up. It's because your strength is not comparable. It's not. It doesn't leave room for boasting. Hello? So it's not just that you have insufficient strength, 
It is because you have such a little strength. But you have kept my word. You have not denied my name. Please stay awake now because this is where it's going to happen. I says a miracle. In the name of Jesus. Yeah. What God is seeing there is this. You keep trusting me. You keep trusting me. So what God is seeing is this. You are people of faith. Even in the face of death. You still expected me to come through. When you know that you are totally handicapped. So what we are saying is Hebrews 11.6. They that come to God must believe that he is. And that he is a rewarder of them that diligently seek him. For without faith it is impossible to please God. So please church, weigh me out. God is saying, I am pleased. 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 God looks from above and says, Wow. And he's talking to this church and to that church and to that church. So he's talking to A, B, C. He's talking to this person and that person. And when it came to your turn, he said, I am pleased. By sheer delight. People are yet to look at it that way. It's pretty similar to a look that Jesus, this is my beloved son. In whom I am well pleased. He looked at the church and said, I am pleased. How did he say it? He said, you have kept my word. You have not denied my name. Even when you have little strength. I have opened the door. And that's the pattern. That's his pattern. When he's pleased, he opens the door. Here, when the way of a man pleases God, even his very enemies, he opens a door. Those who are like, they become, please come, let's help you. Those who are team of that, let's stop him. Because my ways are pleasing to God. When they see him, they say, Please, please. That's his character. When the ways of a man pleases God. So what he was saying about this church, I am pleased with this church. And so I've opened the door. And no man can shut it. Praise the Lord. That's what he said. That's exactly what he said. What do you think I should do when he's telling me that? What should you do when he's telling you that? How did I get to a place where he's pleased with me? Holy Ghost help me to do more. That's not the time to change that to change to change strategy. Hello? Romans chapter 4, quickly, verses 3 to 6. 
For what does the scripture say? Abraham believed God and it was accounted for him for what? Righteousness. For now to him who works, the wages are not counted as grace, but as debt. Hallelujah. But to him who does not work, but believes on him who justifies the ungodly, his faith is accounted for righteousness. Go, 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 go. Yes. Uh, just as David also described the blessedness of the man to whom God imputes righteousness apart from works. Okay, good, good, good. Uh-huh. Blessed are those whose lawless deeds are forgiven and whose sins are covered. Next one, blessed is the man to whom the Lord shall not impute sin. Now, leave it that way. Go to, help me, help me. Go to message. Okay, go to message. Quickly, simply in message fashion. Romans chapter 4, verse 3. Message. Aha, 3, 3, 3. Start from 3. Church, please pay attention. What we read in scripture is, I'm talking about, I'm just saying that they please God. When you know, when you're in a place that pleasures God, the Holy Ghost will let you know. It's not saying that you are perfect, but it's saying you are, pleas- you are pleasing God. But what is the basis of God's pleasure when you trust Him? Absolutely. That's what they did. What we read in scripture is Abraham entered into what God was doing for him and that was the turning point. Come on church, hello, hello, hello. He did what? He entered into it. He saw it. He wasn't looking at it as, is it done? Is it possible? No, no, he, I'm part of it now. That was the turning point. He trusted God to set him right instead of trying to be right. Next verse. If you are a hard worker and do a good job, you deserve your pay. Come on. We don't call your, your wages a gift. You worked hard from January, I'm sorry, from 1st to, 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 to 31st. And I'm, I'm like, no, your salary is a gift for me. No, 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 no. I'm your employer. I owe you. It's a debt which I must pay. Oh, yes, I must pay. In fact, one of the things that I teach in leadership and, of course, in church is this. Don't owe your workers. God will be angry with you. Don't. Believe me, to owe workers is to set yourself up for struggle. Well, pastor, what if I don't have the money to pay them? Let them know that we are in trouble. But God will deliver us. So let us share this. If they are still angry at that time, oh, it's not your fault. They know, and you are working hard. And God sees that you are working hard. God will not leave you up to it alone. He will take it over. No. I don't owe anybody that works for me. By the grace of God. Instead, if it's going to become constant owing, I say, oh boy, we shared it to the place where everybody is getting one-tenth of the salary. It's getting bad. Some of us will have to go. Except you choose to stay and trust God with me. Because if you work hard, it's not a gift. It's your right. We owe you. Uh-huh. But if you see that the job is too big for you, come on, church. It's too big for you that it is something only God can do. In which case, you don't have what it takes to do the job. So there will be no salary, trouble. And you want God to help you. You are looking. Uh-huh. Then it is grace. The man knew that you didn't do anything. Look at your target. See what you do. You too know that. Assess yourself. Come on, assess yourself. Zero. You want salary? So you're at my mercy. 
that's exactly what God is saying. So if I tell you that, do your best. I see your struggle. We'll talk end of the month. You have the confidence in me. That's not a key for you to be lazy. But you have a confidence in me that come the end of the month, you will not suffer. True or false? Hello? So this is the same thing. God is saying, this is what I have done. It may be tough for you, but I have done it. But it doesn't look like it. Will you trust this God? Or will you opt out and go and use your strength? And you trust him to, only God can do, and you trust him to do it. You could never do it for yourself, no matter how hard and long you worked well. And trusting him to do it is what gets you set right with God. By God. Share gift. Can I tell you the truth about Fountain? Are you ready to hear? Want to hear? I don't have the skills. I don't have the unction. I don't have the ability. But believe me, I trust God. By his grace, I trust God. And that's why researchers can never understand it except you get into the spirit. Academic researchers cannot. Expresses cannot explain it. But I know where it's coming from. It's a covenant matter. The same thing with my family. The same thing with my finances. You're surprised. You're surprised. The same thing with my health. That's the God you serve. You know what Bashan says? He says, it's not so much how you can do it. He says, but those who have royal trust of him. That was what Abraham did. Ladies and gentlemen, this is about Abraham. He got to a place that, look, I trust him to do it. It was, I trust him to do it attitude. That's what our church was doing. We don't have the strength, but God. If you read further, he said, you know what Satan does? He calls what is not as though they were. That's what message means, right? Uh-uh. He joins himself to it. You are dead. Come on. You are dead. You cannot sleep with a woman. Your, your, your wife went like Zimmer Street 50 years ago. 40 years ago. So what will happen here? But God is saying, you father of nation. He tried everything. God said, mm-mm. God said, mm-mm. Finally, I said, okay, fine. Yes, I'm a father of nations. You begin to call what God calls. You trust his strength and his ability. But concerning this church, his strength and his ability to, do, to fulfill the assignment. So it wasn't the door against the devil. It was the door of opportunity to explode. Which devil? When God is coming through the door, devil will come in. It's when there's nothing happening at the door that the devil can come in. When you are fire, when you are fire for God, and God is oozing out through the doors, which devil? It's when we do nothing that the devil enters. You think the devil will see God coming out? He will want to, which door? He is smarter than that. Ask him. So much so that God, God Abraham, said that your son, the one you love, your only son, the one that took him so many years to, be, to agree with God over. God said, please give me a sacrifice. He said, that's the boy I want. It will mean slaughter. 
It will mean burn to ashes. But God told him, it's not in Eleazar. It's not in Ishmael. It's in Isaac. God said it. And same God said, give me. He carried the boy. The Bible said, as far as God was concerned, he had finished it. The angel just said, stop! He said, lay your hand not on the boy. He said, look before you. He saw a ready ram. I feel the fire. Caught in the ticket. There are rams already in the ticket. Will you trust our Jesus? In the ticket! Heavens opened! He said, now of a truth I know, you trust me. You don't have what it takes to restrain this child. You don't have what it takes to see this child fulfill the length of the covenant I'm talking about. You've given, you've trusted me absolutely. He said, I swear! And when there was nothing to swear by, he created everything. So by whom will he swear? He said, by myself. I will. It's a blessing. I will bless. Will you rather the strength of the Lord? Because when the door is open, it's the strength of the Lord that has taken over. <sighs> or will you rather your strength and your ability? They pleased him. He found pleasure in them. He found pleasure in them. He found pleasure in them. I'm seeing some faces I'm looking for. He found pleasure in them. God has found pleasure in you. Yeah. Even by the blood of Jesus. Hello? When God finds pleasure, he opens the door. He said, what door? He makes your ability to achieve what you can never achieve in your life. What you can never achieve in your generation. He makes you achieve it for his glory. It's simple. So what I've come to tell someone here tonight is this. It's open doors. Did yeah. he just began to say something? It was like it was in our church on Sunday. What was he saying? He said, see, the first time Peter met Jesus, what he used to do very well, he was failing. He caught no fish. When Jesus finished preaching, he said, don't you for a, don't you do for a catch. He said, well, we've tried all night, but at your word. That's the, it's at his word. You have kept my word. You have my name. We have tried, but, but at your word. Come on. Somebody is living here different. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> and whoosh. Oh. Ah, 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 ah. I'm a sinner. Please leave me. He said, no, 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 come. Now you've seen how to catch fish. You can use this grace for me to catch more fish. You can. You can catch any fish. If you come up believing that my power can do it for you, of course you can. You've expressed it. But I have a better option for you. If you follow me, I'll make you catch men. The guy looked at the fish. He's never caught that in his whole life. That kind. He looked at Jesus. You know what Jesus said? He said, if suddenly you find the dream of your life coming to pass, and Jesus says, choose one, what will you choose? 
that ministry, that ministry. Now suddenly ministry is open. Jesus said, yes, it's not about me, but I have something else for you. Eh? No. It's worse when it's money. He left it. And he made a statement. Oh, it was so good. He said, you know, worship is no worship if there's no option. It isn't. Anybody can worship God. When there is no option. But when there is an option. And he gave an example. See so what example? He said, take it that. He was talking to himself. I'm the only man in the whole world. And all the pretty women and everywhere. Say, every woman will so like me and they will desire me. He said, so if you, are, so you deceive yourself to think that you are more than, you are extra special. That's why they like you. Say they like it because there's no option. Where are you going, Pastor Tao? You don't deny, you didn't deny my name. There are options, but you can't. It's royal trust. That's what we are saying on Sunday. Our Father, what's never better? That, that cannot come. Your will be done. Give us this day. You know why? First is your will, then this man need. Because if your will is out of it, that means if I don't get it here, I'll go elsewhere. But no matter how badly I need it, if your will is priority, I step back. And Jesus did it in God of Gethsemane. If it were possible, let this pass, let this pass. Let, but not my will. You have not denied my name. God has blessed you, pleasure in such people. That means compromise is a disaster. My health life, my physical life, my marital life, my financial life, my sexual life, my what else? My emotional life. So because, 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 so you are going to find a way by yourself. Hey! They have not denied my name. Open doors. For everywhere you have been waiting for God. You are taking the first step tonight. Into your door. In the name of Jesus. <laughs> now I see why he said to me to say to them, I'm going to help the helpless tonight. You'll find favor where you never expected it. In the name of Jesus. You are entering an era where your genuine mistake will become praiseworthy. It's a genuine mistake. But they will celebrate it. Wow! We have never seen skills like this. Because God is in control. You say, how? Because all things we walk together for bad? Good! So can you see that is a month of open doors? A month when God's name will be glorified above any other name. In the name of Jesus. A month when our consciousness of the blood is shed on Calvary will be high. In the name of Jesus. A month where every step you take will bring glory to his name. In the name of Jesus. The door is opened. That means God has pleasure. And God's strength has been substituted for your strength. Isaiah chapter 40, 29 and 30 reads at home. You'll be amazed. 
You see what God does. So let me call it another thing as we rise up. Today is the night of the nobodies. In the area of your life where you are seen to be nobody, something unusual begins tonight. As we begin to worship God now and as we begin to get anointed, the anointing is our own way of saying we agree with your faith in the name of Jesus. Did you hear me? We agree with your faith in the name of Jesus. We agree with your faith for a turnaround in the name of Jesus. By the time we begin to do that, I expect you to expect something in the name of Jesus. Why don't you talk to God and appreciate Him for what has happened? The door is permanently opened. Come on, thank God for the permanently opened door. Eternally opened door. Well, that door simply means that you are a Christian and you want to begin to walk in the reality of your Christian inheritance. And nothing can stop you. Not the failure of the past. Not the fear of the past. Not the, not the fear of the past. Yes. The door is opened. From today, something else has taken over. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Over this house. Over my life. Over your life. Over this house. I pray. I pray. You know why? My strength cannot do it. But I know that he will always surpass my expectations. I pray. I pray for you. In the name of Jesus. Standing on the blood of the eternal covenant. I decree. In the name of Jesus. Evil right now. There will, no, there will not be any evil surprise. I say through the blood of the eternal covenant, the blood that Jesus shed on covering any evil surprise waiting to shock you, I nullify in the name of Jesus. And I decree over my life and over your life every step because the Bible says the steps of the righteous are ordered by the Lord. Every step, every of our steps, every individual, I say through the blood of the eternal covenant and in the name that is above every name, the name of Jesus, your steps will glorify God. Your life will glorify God. The fear of God will mark your life. The love of God will define your life. His peace will hover over you anywhere you go. His angels will keep charge over you. Father, we give you praise. In Jesus' name we pray. Help for the helpless. 
strength for the strengthless. Hope for the hopeless. Love for the seeming loveless. The name of Jesus must be glorified. We are not asking for permission from anybody. If we have any permission, he to whom we should ask has already granted us. He has told us to go in his name. So please, you will return with testimonies. In the name of Jesus. Strange healings. In your bodies, in the name of Jesus. Strange healings of your marriages. Strange healings of your businesses. Your finances. Your children. In the name of Jesus. Supernatural progress. In the things of the kingdom. In the things of life. In the name of Jesus. We know that you have been tremendously blessed by this message. For additional information and materials from Pastor Taiwo Dukoya, please contact us at the Fountain of Life Church, 12 Industrial Estate Road by PZ Industries, Off Town Planning Way, Ilukoji, Lagos. Visit our website at www.tfolc.org. Thank you. God bless you.